Welcome to Everyday Heroes, the podcast. With each episode, we meet ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Everyday Heroes is brought to you by The Hero Builder, Enlighten Up, and AOS, The Athlete of Significance. Let's join our host as we meet today's Everyday Hero. Welcome back to Everyday Heroes, uh, where we actually celebrate ordinary folks that do extraordinary things. And uh, uh, Stacy, I think we could also reverse that, don't you think, and say extraordinary people that, that, that do ordinary things that we should all be doing. <laughs> in, <laughs> that's in, exactly in life. right. But, that's a uh, great way to look. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So um, how are you? I know you, we got a special guest today, and I want you to go ahead and get us kicked in. Uh, to uh, our time with him, but uh, tell us a little bit about how you're doing. Is you okay? We are. I am doing well. It's a it's a beautiful day and enjoying the company of my three beautiful grandchildren, and they're sitting outside having a picnic right now. So everybody's happy, and I'm looking forward to talking <laughs> to our guests. I'm I'm always excited to talk to the people that we get to meet. We get the most wonderful stories and the most enlightening and grace-filled information from the people that we've had a chance to talk to. So. I feel like this will be no different. So if you don't mind, without further ado, I would like to introduce Chris Gordon. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you, Stacy and Boyd. I, I am so excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So, Chris, how about you tell us about you? Who is Chris? What do you do? Why do you do that? And how can we connect with what you do? Certainly. Well, usually... I am your average, everyday, mid-40s husband and father of three who likes to dress up as a superhero and go run around his town of New Ulm, Minnesota. I am also an online special education teacher for a middle school. So I'm one of those weird people who actually can work from home and has been since 2012. So I'm... I've been teaching online before it was cool, quote, unquote. <laughs> and I say that I'm usually that because I took on a, another moniker in 2015. In March of 2000, 2015, I contracted necrotizing fasciitis, also known as flesh-eating bacteria. For a comic book guy, this is grade A origin story material because <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of radioactive spiders in New Ulm. So I figured, I, you know, I'll get something that eats away my skin. That's good origin There you story. go. And so I spent two months in the hospital in Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And the first five days of my stay was in a coma. During that time... I had the skin, the infected skin from my right arm, shoulder, chest, and back removed. So basically, I was filleted. And then I had a 15-inch by 4-inch flap of skin taken from my left thigh and placed on my right forearm and hand. And since it's my thigh on my hand, I call it my sand. Copyright pen. There you go. I love your attitude. Well, thanks. Uh, I, also needed, I also needed to have numerous skin graft harvesting surgeries to, so they could take the skin from my thighs and my back and place it on the areas that had skin removed. 
And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the character Deadpool. Uh, you know, he has scars all over his body. I basically look like a discount Deadpool if I, you know, if he has his costume <laughs> off. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have, as I call I have, as I call it, permanent cosplay. In fact, I did, I have used my scars as cosplay uh, when I met Mark Hamill, you know, Luke Skywalker. Oh, I, yeah. I dressed, up, I dressed up as Wolverine, and I cut off my best friend's hand and gave it to Mark Hamill so he had one that he, you know, from the one he lost in Empire Strikes Back. So, you know, right. I'm, 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 I'm cool like that. Uh, Super kind. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm so considerate. So anyway, after I woke from that coma, my wife started telling me about all the things that people were doing for me and my family. There, people were donating money and food to my, you know, to my wife and my kids. They were donating toys to my kids because at this time, my wife, Becky, and our kids were staying at her parents' house, who also happened to live in Rochester. But they were at, they were at the house, for, or in my uh, parents' house, for two weeks. And they didn't, have much, they didn't have many of their own clothes because they're out of town. So people are donating toys, donating clothes, donating food. And a friend of my wife's from high school started a GoFundMe account to help offset you know to help offset expenses and strangers were donating hundreds of dollars to this and so i'm lying in my hospital bed i am just in immense pain which i couldn't feel from the painkillers i have a huge portion of my of my skin cut removed and then covered with a, a ginormous arm sling my leg is all hacked up. I have knobs sticking out of my thigh because they need to help close up the wound from taking that flap of skin out. I'm a mess. That's not even to mention the catheter. And my wife is telling me all this that people are doing for us. And I'm filled with such gratitude and such appreciation that I develop what I now call the attitude of gratitude because I felt that if I were to become angry or, de- or depressed or mad about my situation, that would be a slap in the face to everyone who decided to help me and my family out. So instead of focus- focusing on the negative of the situation, I started looking at the positives. And the first thing I did was I thought about what positives, what things was I thankful for? And not only the big things. You know, the big things quickly come to mind. Your faith, your family, your friends, your car, your house, your job. I was thinking about the small things. Uh, For example, the, the pizza at the hospital was unbelievably good. Now, I don't know your opinion of hospital food, guys, but this pizza was phenomenal. And when I, when I was able to eat it, I did. Uh, it took me a while to regain my appetite uh, after being uh, bedridden for so long. Um, the sunlight never shined in my eyes in, in the way that the bed was positioned in my hospital room. And I know that sounds really random, but when you are bedridden for weeks on end, 
and you have virtually no control over your environment. The fact that you don't have to ask people to shut the blinds in the middle of the day is actually comforting because that's one fewer thing you have to bother people for. And I was thankful that I didn't have to do that. And so by thinking of all the small things, all the seemingly insignificant aspects of my life that actually that brought me joy or helped me uh, complete a task made me feel richer than if I had my own money bin and I swam around it like Scrooge McDuck. And so that was the first step. The second step was acknowledging the appreciated. And this was easy to do in the hospital as well because I had my family, I had my friends, but I also had the medical professionals. And I know that they are there to save my life and keep me healthy, and that is what they're paid to do. But they went well beyond that. Uh, in fact, one of uh, the, my nurses, she, uh, I have to back up a second, there, uh, when you stay in the hospital for a long time, you have this getting to know you poster that you have to fill out or else you tell, or you tell them the answers and they fill it out for you. One of the questions on that poster was favorite movie. Now, I could have said any of the Marvel movies. I could have said any of the Star Wars movies. I could have said any number of pulp culture flicks that are out there in our pulp culture world. I said Blazing Saddles because I thought of a movie that I could watch over and over again and not get tired of. And I, and I just absolutely love that Mel Brooks humor. So I put, I put Blazing Saddles on there. Well, lo and behold, one of the nurses on a Monday morning came in all a flutter. She could barely get the words out of her mouth. She said, Chris, I was in a garage sale, and I thought of you, and I got you this. She hands me a DVD copy of Blazing Saddles. Oh. Now, I am nothing more than an item on her checklist. I am a part of her job. But the fact that she thought of me enough above, above other things to buy me a DVD at a garage sale meant so much to me that that copy of Blazing Saddles is one of my prized possessions because of the thought she put forth into getting it for me. And so I will always appreciate her for that. And, and the, then the final part of this three-step process is the giving someone else a reason to be thankful. And I really couldn't do much with that in the hospital, but once I was able to get going and out, you know, get moving again once I was discharged, I started doing little tasks. Uh, whenever I go run, I pick up garbage off the street or, you know, in someone's yard. You know, I don't go too far into the yard, of course. I don't want to, you know, commit trespassing. But I want to clean up the area a little bit, you know, beautify my neighborhood. Or if my neighbors need their walk shovel or their driveway snow blown, I want to help them that way. You know, it's even holding the door for someone behind me to show them that I noticed them and I want to help them out in that small way. And the beautiful thing about those acts is they cost nothing, yet they could be priceless to the recipient. 
And so that is what I call the attitude of gratitude, or TAG for short. And I don't know about you guys, but playing TAG by yourself is really boring. So <laughs> I, I like to invite, invite others to play, and that's what the G is for. The G is to give someone else a reason to be grateful, to pass that along to others so they can do the same and spread gratitude as far as it can go. I love that. Oh, that's good. Wow. That's good. What an attitude. You know, so many times, um, Boyd and I have even had a conversation more than once about sometimes things that come about in our lives don't necessarily happen to us but for us. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's just the perception with which you approach that situation. And you had a golden opportunity, right? You could have taken off the deep side, gone to the dark side, been, woe was me, what an awful life. But instead, you chose the light. And what a wonderful mode of inspiration that is for somebody needed to hear that today. And so thank you for sharing that with us and that, what that took to turn that into that kind of a situation for you. Amen to you. Bless you for that. That's super cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. So do you teach other people? this attitude of gratitude? You know, I am working on uh, connecting with schools and other organizations. And as you can imagine, it's a little hard going right now uh, with, you know, some schools not even being open physically and Mm -hmm. other schools being open, but they have to do social distancing and mask. And and so I have been reaching out. Um, I haven't had too many opportunities yet, but I will continue to do that. I do, I have created, though, an online course based on the attitude of gratitude that a friend of mine is helping me with right now, and and I'm hoping to get that out online soon. Awesome. Well, how about this? You could let us post it, and when that gets available, we'll see if we can't help you get that out. That's a wonderful thing to have. That would be greatly appreciated. Yes, thank you. That's very cool. So, Chris, when you look at this path that your life has taken, right, from from just coming into the world as a normal little boy to this attitude of gratitude that you've developed. And you, and you don a super cape. I love the fact that you dress like a superhero and go to town. <laughs> I think that's yeah. very cool. So yeah. with your own superhero costumes in the closet and your own perception of what that, that is and your walk as a hero in the lives of so many people, Chris, who do you identify as a hero in your life and why would you give them that title? You know, the the person that jumps to my mind first, and I know this sounds cliche, but it's my dad, because he always did what was needed. And he didn't do for fanfare. He didn't do it for praise. He did it because it needed to be done. And one of the things, uh, one of the uh, stories that I think of often is how he was in church and there was a family that was struggling financially. So and instead of making a big deal of it, making some grand gesture, he quietly gave them some money and, you know, said, Hey, use this for bills, use this for whatever you need. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he called the pastor and said, I'm going to do this. He did it on his own and barely anyone knew what he did. But it was that he did it because he had to do it. He felt it was his duty to do so. And, and so I always think about, what you know, how would my dad react to the situation? And, that, and that's how many of the times when I'm faced with a, 
an ordeal. That's what I approach it as. You know, Chris, you that's, know what, that, that's good. See, that's really good right there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you, I, I just want to, I just want to chime in here for, for a second. You know what? You, you've given us a lot of stuff to think about already, uh, you know, in, into the, the, the podcast that we, that we, that we have for our listeners today. And, and, uh, you know, we we got Wolverine to think about. We've got Deadpool to think about. I, I think that is all awesome. I think that your attitude of gratitude is amazing. Um, I think that uh, with all of that, you know, you could come back around and say, my superhero is this person and or this person, and you pick your dad. I thought that was so awesome. And I I don't I don't think that that there is a, a whole lot left to ask with with. Uh, with what you would like to pass on to others, it kind of seems like we've already answered that question here together. But I do, mm-hmm. I do want to make sure that Stacy asked our last question, and I think you know it's my favorite one, uh, Chris. But I, I always like to let Stacy wrap up and, and and give us this last question because uh, this is hers, and uh, I, I just absolutely love it. And I want to know what your what your answer is to this as much as she's going to. All right. Well. You know, Chris, I'm just, I'm so impressed with your, with that attitude. Last year, my word was gratitude for my word for the year. I pick one. And when we looked, when I looked at the word gratitude, most of the time when you ask people what their gratitude list is, they come up with things that they are in fact thankful for. And in my mind, that's past tense. You already have those things. And gratitude is a present tense word. So what's Mm -hmm. happening right now that you can see that you can own gratitude for because it's moving you to that place that where you're headed. I I took gratitude as a a present tense word versus a past tense word, really changed it um, for for my concept of it. So I love what you do. So please keep us posted as your course comes out and let us be able to, to if we could just fill the world with gratitude, um, would be a different place to wake up, wouldn't it? So, Chris, when you look at all the conversation that we've had and where you've been, if this is your moment and you have an opportunity and the world is your stage, when you take that stage, Chris, what's your one-liner to the world? What does your T-shirt say? My T-shirt says, pass on perfection and go for greatness. Because I look at myself in the mirror, and I'll tell you guys, like I said, I'm a mess. I have scars all over the right side of my body. I'm missing a nipple. All right, I didn't say that before, but you know, I look like I, whenever I go to the when, I, when, when I'm when I go to the beach, I look like I'm winking at everyone. Um, I have a huge scar going down to my left thigh, and it it's just not pretty. But it's not perfect, but it's great. I work out every day. I push myself to the limit. I set goal high goals for myself to see what I can accomplish. And I know that I will never look perfect. I will never be perfect. But if I stay committed and consistent and do the best that I can, I will always be great. That is really good. Stacy. Is that, is that kind of what you, what you were thinking that you were going to get, or is that just like blow you out of the water? You know, uh, that just blew me away. That just kind of blew me away a little bit. Pass on perfection and go for greatness, right? We're so conditioned in the society that we live in that perfection is what we have to strive for. And we leave Mm -hmm. greatness behind so many times in that quest. 
So, Chris, yeah. I had a beautiful time today with this conversation. I am so appreciative of your perspective and your attitude, and I would, I'm all over the superhero costume. I think that is the coolest <laughs> thing I've heard all day. Oh, uh, <laughs> you dress in costumes and go to town. I love it. So I cannot think of a better way, Chris, to close out this show than to give you the stage for 60 seconds. What is the last thing? What would you like to leave our audience with today to drive home your point? Well, besides passing up perfection and going for greatness, I would like them to look around their house. I want them to notice seemingly insignificant items that may be around their person, be it a pen or a post-it note or a chair and think about how those items have served them especially when they needed them most we all know the feeling of needing a pen and miraculously or out of some divine intervention one's not there and you are desperately searching for one then all of a sudden you find it and you are filled with joy at this little device that can now help you accomplish your goal instead of needing or self feeling gratitude for that at that moment feel gratitude for it now when you have it and do that for as many things in your house and you will find yourself to be as rich as someone who has a full bank account and if you live your life like that you will find more happiness, more joy, more appreciation for everything and everyone around you. We hope that today's show has heroified you. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be an everyday hero. Everyday heroes are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Proud sponsors of Everyday Heroes, the podcast, are The Hero Builder, Let's make a difference in our youth and build some heroes. Enlighten up. Enlightening your path from where you are to where you want to be. And AOS, the athlete of significance. Coaches don't recruit success. They recruit significance. If you know an everyday hero that we need to talk to or would like more information on Everyday Heroes, the podcast, or any of our sponsors, you can reach us on the web at everydayheroespodcast.info.